0: I'm not going to say this is the pre-show to the pre-show with the Phoenix Suns tonight, but you can call it that with a little Arizona Cardinal talk mixed in. Nah, it's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Although We do rep our Phoenix Suns proudly here. It's Bo Brock. It's Johnny Venerable here. What are we, seven, eight days now removed from the 2023 NFL draft, and I don't know what to believe, Bo. You got some folks saying C.J. Stroud's a lock to go number two, but then our friends in Vegas, and we do trust Vegas here on this program. No, 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 it's Will Anderson Jr. second overall. What are the Cardinals and Monty Austin Ford supposed to do, Bo Brock?
1: It's peak crazy season for uh, the draft, right? I mean, yeah. here's what we thought we know to be true was – not which quarterbacks were going to go 1-2, but we thought a QB was going to go in the first two picks of the NFL draft. And now our reality has been flipped, turned upside down. And we are just, as, as Cardinals fans, people who cover the Cardinals, trying to figure out what's going to happen nine days from now, NFL mm. first round of the draft, and whether or not they're going to have even Will Anderson as an option at three if they don't trade down, which is it's pretty crazy, pretty Looney tunes to think that we talked this entire draft season for the bulk of it, that will Anderson was going to be a legit option for the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Yeah. It's, it's frustrating because we sat on that post game show with Frank Sanders and Damian Anderson, you and I, and we talked about, okay, well the Cardinals are, are in good shape because they're going to either get Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. Cause you know, a quarterback's going to go first overall. And that didn't happen. Why? Because Jalen Carter has seemingly pushed himself out of contention for this team. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. And now, Will Anderson Jr., I, I do believe that D'Amico Ryans is infatuated with Will Anderson Jr. I think he believes that a Nick Bosa-esque type of player can transform their defense. They can win running the football, You know, working off a of play action. You can have a B, B-plus quarterback. I don't think he feels pressure to force a, a QB pick he doesn't love. The problem is is that if you're Houston, after the situation with Deshaun Watson and the landscape and the AFC, like how do you not roll the dice on a quarterback? Especially you have a pick early in the teens that you could take a pass rusher. You can take a Nolan Smith. So I I do think that there is some legitimacy to this. You've got people like Lance Zerline who are well-connected in Houston saying, yeah, they could could trade up for a QB, but they want to go Will Anderson Jr. second overall, which is baffling. But I, I think in a lot of ways... I think it makes the Cardinals situation easier. And, and hear me out on this. I don't know if they would take Will Anderson Jr. over Tyree Wilson. I would hope that they would do that, Bo Brock. But could, could you imagine the reality? If a quarterback goes second overall and the Cardinals don't have the offers, maybe because people have soured on Will Levis and Anthony mm-hmm. Richardson, and they have to stick and pick, like we're going to do later on in our mock draft, and they don't take Will Anderson Jr. We were on a show, what was an Amazon draft talk a couple weeks ago, and I didn't think they'd take Will Anderson Jr. at third overall. I would take Will Anderson Jr. You would take Will Anderson Jr. But this team, for whatever reason, has their sights set elsewhere. So I, in a lot of ways, I think this simplifies things. I think if they go Will Anderson Jr. second to Houston, the Cardinals it'll only strengthen their position. Come get CJ Stroud, whomever you want. We'll trade down. Maybe we can't get the package we once thought we could, but we don't have the pressure now of potentially passing. Because I, I think this franchise which seemingly can't avoid the landmines of this offseason, it would be unforgivable if they pass on Will Anderson Jr., if he's there at pick three, if they don't have a trade-down option.
1: So you like that it takes the pressure off Monty Austin for to Uh, even have to pull the trigger, make that decision, right? And you know, Peter King echoing news that we have been talking about since our time at the Combine, that there are talent evaluators in the NFL that view Tyree Wilson as a better prospect than Will Anderson as far as the edge goes um and and that's just coming to light today and and Peter King rightfully so has a little bit more clout than Johnny or myself but something we've been talking about and if if you look at Johnny's draft breakdown of a guy like Tyree Wilson you can see why people can fall in love with the guy but I, I agree with you I mean I think as far as Monty Osenfort and the tough decisions that he has to make uh as a first year general manager and pretty much not spend in free agency and not retain some players that they drafted and developed and let go elsewhere for big deals and Zach Allen in Denver and Byron Murphy in Minnesota, Uh, it would just, it would be piling on, all right? You have to trade DeAndre Hopkins. It seems like that's inevitable, right? You have to trade down from three and not just stick and pick the best player available. But if if you do make the decision and you hear you're torn and you think that you're convicted in the idea that Tyree Wilson is the better prospect. It's going to be the better pro. It's still a tough sell to a fan base that just wants something a little bit more proven than a guy who had seven and a half sacks for the Texas tech red Raiders in the big 12. I mean, it's a, it's just, you, you just, it's just piling on and on and on about sells for this fan base that just wants something nice. They just want nice things. And they, and they view will Anderson as a very nice thing. And I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with them.
0: Yeah. Ollie in the chat cards met with Nolan Smith today out of Georgia. Nice option at seven or 11. I would agree with you, although he's not, he's not Bo's favorite. He's a little undersized and we know that they want big physical people to play the four, three defensive end with yeah. Jonathan Gannon. I, I, I think we need to start having a realistic discussion as a fallback. We're sitting at four peaks on draft night, right? The Cardinals are on the clock. Will Anderson Jr. Go second overall. And the Cardinals can't trade down and they use the entirety of their time, right? And that they have to make a pick. We need to start having the discussion, albeit maybe it's a 10 to 20% chance this happens, of who that is going to be. Not who we want, not who you know fits a need, even though they have tons of needs. Like who are the Cardinals going to draft? I want to hear everybody in the chat right now. Who are the Cardinals drafting third overall? If Will Anderson Jr. is gone and they can't trade down, because if they can't trade down, you can't hold that against Monty Austin Ford. What do you just? Get, you can't just give the third overall pick away for an extra fourth and move down six spots. Right? If you have, if you have to pick somebody, Monty Austin Ford. Who are they? Who are you picking? I'm already seeing some scenarios in the chat saying let's just take Jalen Carter. I, I just don't think they can do that. I don't think this franchise is prepared to do that. I I I feel like that ship has sailed, long sailed. What hell? Let's let's bring up the graphic now, producer Emma that that has for us on the big man third overall. I don't think it's going to happen. Jalen Carter. I think it's more realistic. He goes in the bottom half of the top ten as it relates to teams like Atlanta, um, potentially the the Vegas Raiders. As you can see here, Adam Schefter reporting for our audio only listeners. Jalen Carter's visiting the Falcons today. He's he'll have he'll have visited with uh, each team picking five through ten. Seahawks at five, Lions at six, Raiders at seven. Falcons at eight bears at nine Eagles at 10. Um, so it feels like those teams are doing their due diligence. Cardinals aren't on that list. We know we have its source. They met with him at the combine mm-hmm. went fine, but they haven't used a precious top 30 visit with him, Bo. And I think, yeah. I don't think it, he's going to be the pick.
1: It, it, it would be, I think it's, it's, you're going out on a limb. It, it's a reach to say that it's a smokescreen that they wouldn't meet with a guy like Jalen Carter, because, you know, I, I saw a clip from he and uh, his agent Drew Rosenhaus. There, there's a profile on them on Real Sports on HBO. Yeah. I don't know if it drops tonight or tomorrow, but they just had a little clip on it, and you know the reporter. And excuse me for not knowing who his name is. I wish I did, but one of the great reporters that work for for uh, Real Sports. He asked him, do you feel like this, the incident, uh, the tragic incident that happened in January and that's followed followed up with it, it's going to impact where you get drafted? And he, This was a quote from Jalen Carney. He said, yeah, I feel like it's going to matter a little bit because the NFL teams look deep into your life. It could have been something I did in elementary. So this is coming out of the time that it did. I'm pretty sure it's going to affect a little bit.
0: Close quote.
1: And I just I just don't feel lack like Lack
0: of self awareness there. Is I astounding. mean, complete
1: lack of self awareness. And, you know, yeah. it's, and Drew Rosenhaus, you know, saying that he's not going to meet with teams outside of the top 10 because he's going to be selected by the top 10. The reporter asked Rosenhaus, he's like, well, what are you going to do if, if he continues to slide? And he's not talking like, he definitely knows he's just trying to like speak this into existence. Yeah. I, and yeah, I mean, there, there's proof there with Schefter's tweet about, you know, teams from five to 10 have talked to him, but they're doing their homework on this kid you because the red flags are brutal. I mean, the, the red flags, I mean, it, to even insinuate, you know, there's stuff beyond that NFL teams would be like, Hey, wait a minute, you know <laughs> what's going on here. And then they show yeah. up also, to his his personal pro day or, or to George's pro day, nearly ten pounds over the weight he was at the combine and to not be able to finish position drills. I mean, it's one after the other. It's not just this brutal tragedy that he was involved in and, you know, allegedly wasn't forthcoming about his role in it. I mean, I, I think, With What's going on with the Arizona Cardinals and continues to be off the field noise in situations that you don't want your favorite football team to be in the headlines for, you know, Terry McDonough, McDonough, the guy who is accusing, you know, Michael Bidwell of this gross misconduct, doubled and tripled down as he talked to Doug Franz and via Bob McManaman of AZ Central saying that, you know, he's going to lose his team basically to paraphrase uh it's like you can't take a player the, the Cal I mean the prospect on the field it makes all the sense of the world the prospect off the field it's just a no-go it's a non-starter for the Arizona Cardinals
0: uh it, there's not a worse fit for a for a team and a, and a player right now than Jalen Carter and the Arizona Cardinals I'll be as <clears> blunt <throat> as I can be with that there there is there is not a worse fit the Cardinals do not have their shit together to be able to take a player like Jalen Carter. You talk about Jalen Carter needs to go somewhere where the culture is <clears throat> rock solid, right? And they've got a pedigree and they've got proven people there. We like Monte Austin for, I love Jonathan Gannon, but like they're, they're what, two months into this thing. Like, this is a player that you take. I mean, we use the example, Robert Kimdichie, which probably isn't fair to Robert, but like right. who, who drafted Robert Dicci? Bruce Arians, Bruce yeah. Arians was a made man that Bruce Arians okayed that pick at the end of the first round. It was Arons after an NFC year. championship appearance right. for like, that well, team. Shit, you can throw, you can throw a yeah. lottery ticket, Robert Kimdichi, and he busted, right? Yeah. And Cardinals were like, whatever, we were picking at the end of the first round. This is the third pick in the draft. This is the first pick of this era. There's there's 0% chance I will go to my PHNX Cardinals grave stating they will <laughs> not take him. The, the, Jonathan Gannon, for those of you who don't know, Fletcher Cox can be a little bit of a diva in Philadelphia. And Jonathan Gannon had to make it work with Fletcher Cox where he was not coachable at times. They were shifting their scheme. He's like, hey, I got this defense. I want you to buy in. And eventually he did buy in, but he was the speculation of trade room. Jonathan Gannon doesn't want to deal with Fletcher Cox 2.0, the person at, you know, the age of like 22 for the next like 10 years. Right. Uh, Jonathan Gannon wants a Will Anderson Jr. S type of person. I'm going to sneeze. That can match.
1: Bless you. God bless you, Johnny can, Venerable. <laughs> these
0: allergies in Maricopa, there's dust everywhere. That can match the player. If you could have Jalen Carter, the player, with Will Anderson, the person, that we'd have no discussion. Actually, that player probably would be going second overall because we're not asking questions about Jalen Carter's ceiling. We're asking questions about Will Anderson Jr.'s ceiling. We were at the Combine before this news came out at the Combine. It was the consensus by everybody we talked to, Jalen Carter is the best player in this draft. Yep. So everybody's like, okay, well, shit. Cardinals are going to have an opportunity maybe to draft him. If Two two quarterbacks going from him. By the end of the week, we had taken him off our draft board. We had everybody tell, they're not going to take Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter was supposed to meet. Bo and I were there with about 100 other people waiting for Jalen Carter to speak. He's nowhere to be found because he had to turn himself in because he had a warrant <laughs> out for his arrest, and he came back to his credit. It just, it's not, it's not going to happen. So let's pivot from that point. What is gonna happen? If they're sticking and picking, yeah, we're gonna do a mock draft in a little bit. I think it's one of two options. I think it's their number one rated corner or their number one rated tackle. That's it. And I can I can live with that. I no stop. You can't we can't fault Monty Austin Ford for picking a premium position when there's nothing left to pick. They're not going to take a tight end or Bijan John Robinson third overall, even though if they have a higher grade, you either got to take Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, or if you have a tackle that is uh, t- has a top five grade, you have to take that tackle. I'm fine with it. I will be hundred percent. Yeah, I just
1: don't. I, I don't think a tackle has a top five grade in this in this draft. Like I said yesterday, Paris Johnson Jr. I like him. I don't love him. Um, and, and then, like to your yeah. point, could you slide him inside? Exactly. But you're going to take a, a you know a guard. He can play guard yeah. the
0: first year yeah. and then play tackle. Still, uh, plenty of that, players do that. Plenty
1: of, yeah, it's still not worth the third overall pick. If anything, the upside of, of Christian Gonzalez, it, it's it's enough there to to where I can I can spin it in my own head. You know, 6'2", nearly 200 pounds, over a 40-inch vertical, ran a sub 440, uh, just an absolute athletic freak. Uh, it seems like he's got great character. Great ball of scales, length, the projectables. You love all of it, right? So, look, if we're going to talk ourselves into a player that's not Willie Anderson Jr., Jalen Carter's out of the conversation, and, and it's just who's on the board and who's the best available, you know, I, I think it's it's Gonzalez. Um, you know, I think Witherspoon might be in that conversation, um, and, and Tyree Wilson is absolutely in that conversation as well, just because because then you're then you really are just kind of pivoting to projectables, right? You're not, you're not going off of real proven film day in and and or week in and week out producing right. in for for a top tier Power Five conference team like you were with Will Anderson Jr. and and Jalen Carter. I mean that that's just <laughs> because you got the opportunity to watch them and it, it took out some of the questions that you had as far as. How's it going to translate to the next level? Things have to go very well for these guys to, to be the players that they think you know a lot of
0: people believe they can be. This is the frustrating part for them, I'm sure, because we have it sourced like they were taking field and phone calls at the draft, like or at the combine. They've been taking phone calls on the third overall pick. Now they yeah, I don't know if they've listened to full-fledged offers yet. I I am not of the mindset the teams have soured on these quarterbacks, by the way. I, I still think Anthony Richardson's going top five. But you can sense the problem here is, okay, your options at three are likely going to be an option or options at seven or 11. That's why they want to trade down, because Paris Johnson Jr. and Christian Gonzalez and Devin Witherspoon and Tyree Wilson, they're all in this bucket together. And I some might include Will Anderson Jr. in that group as well. So if you're the Cardinals, of course it benefits you to say, let's get another first, let's get a couple twos, let's get a three in there. And then, you know, supplement your roster that way. And I think it would, after all of this hoopla, we're open for business. The day the Bears traded the first overall picks, like Cardinals, you're on the clock. You're up for it. And now you've got word that Houston may pass on these quarterbacks. I'm not sure what kind of message that's sending to. And we haven't talked about that, the damage control. Why isn't Houston taking a quarterback? And does that give Indianapolis or Vegas or Indy pause to say, well, why aren't they why don't they feel like any of these guys are worth it? Yeah. If they're not just going to stick and pick there, why are we trading up with the Arizona Cardinals? That's I don't think that's nothing.
1: No, it's not nothing. It, it does it it does cross your mind, but it also comes down to trusting your scouts, trusting the tape that you watched and, and what you believe the the player is. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you believe Anthony Richardson uh, is the the who was it? Uh, Sam Monson said that there hasn't been a quarterback as athletic as Anthony Richardson in the in the draft, almost ever. Right as far as what he as far as size, skill set, speed, arm strength. But then you watch the tape too. I mean, it, there's a lot that has to go right. He's got to have a. He's got to take on a Josh Allen type trajectory and take his right. raw skill set and turn it into to what it what it's become. Uh, and, and then the, the knocks on like the biggest curious case here is CJ Stroud, right? Because the, we're seeing, I think it was even Peter King, as I already mentioned him earlier in the podcast, but he was mentioning that he doesn't believe he's hearing that a lot of people believe he's going to drop out of the, the top five. Was it? To, he's, he's not going to be drafted in the top five of the NFL sure draft. On, it's Peter. just, that's, that's, that seems ridiculous. I mean, from pretty much being the odds on favorite to be the Carolina Panthers number one pick to falling out of the top five it's like minus to look 300 at the, for like the look at the quarterback hungry teams. Uh, it just, it just doesn't add up to me. That's why we've, we're reaching or we're close to it. I, I I know some of us think we've already arrived as far as peak draft crazy season, but we'll just wait till the beginning of next week.
0: I it, I've, I'm almost waving the white flag and and you brought up a really good point today. I, I sent Bo a, a mock draft that kind of, I don't know, it made me feel a little bit better. And then Bo stomped on it. Um, so <laughs> Peter Schrager had his mock and I'm like, Oh yeah, Peter's been really accurate with the Cardinals. And he had Stroud going second. The Cardinals take Will Anderson jr. Third. But then you got to remember as Bo, Bo pointed out. Well, who is Peter Schrager buddies with that's no longer with this franchise it was Cliff Kingsbury. Right. Um, Peter Schrager telegraphed the Zayvon Collins pick and and the Isaiah Simmons pick. Well, who was part of that franchise? It was Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff is not around anymore. No. There's there's new people for the best possible reasons, a part (laughs) of the Cardinals football operations. But that might mean it does mean that less leads are getting out. Like, we don't have any tangible data with this team and how they operate. They haven't signed anybody of note outside of Kazir White, and they haven't made any trades. They haven't traded Hopkins or Buda Baker, they haven't traded down. So we have no reputation or resume. And this is like, this is the only time, you know, kind of enjoy this period of the next eight days because we don't have a blueprint for what Monty Austin Ford does. We're going to have a blueprint next offseason, just like for Steve Kime, for better or worse. We knew what that guy was going to do or not do, right? We knew he loved his linebackers, his wideouts, right? He, he loved trading for better. We don't know what Monty Austin Ford's doing. And Can so I, make, I think, yeah. go ahead.
1: I mean, I think my biggest case is I see like Nolan Smith getting so much love in the chat. It's like, you know, who would love Nolan Smith?
0: Steve Cotton. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so what? Doesn't that make you pause? It's like, yes, a, like they will not draft Nolan Smith over college
1: player freak yeah, okay. at the combine. You know, I've heard I've read that story before. And, and as far as the how it ends in the NFL, uh, Hybrid. I, I would say not great. Um but to back to kind of backtrack in to your the friend that you reached out to today that you thought was going to give you some sort of positive news and didn't just stomp them. I'll actually come to his your defense and say, Schrager also he predicted the trade up with Josh Rosen that was pre cliff. So sure. he does. I do believe he has sources within the organization. Is it as ironclad as it once was where he was able to predict David Collins at sixteen to this team so many years ago? I don't think so. And, yeah. and there's so much there's so much smoke screen going on at two that it's tough to just even figure out which, where the draft's going to be even at three in this draft, which is insane. We usually know way more about what's going on in this draft and how to forecast it at this point in draft
0: season. Well, I'll give pick and spread some love here because yes, Nolan Smith is not Hassan Reddick pre-draft or even Isaiah Simmons. He played in the sec. He plays a premium position and he dominated the college level and he dominated the off season. So like I can wrap my arms around it. I don't, Want any part of him at the third overall pick, but shit, they take Nolan Smith at seven or nine or eleven. Like, I'll, there's your, here's your replacement for Chandler Jones. There's the guy that's going to come in. Would have,
1: you take Nolan Smith over Tyree Wilson? It's a
0: really good question. Um, I'll say I, no. Man. Six foot that, six.
1: The oh, size, now, but see now you
0: tree. now you sound like time though because it's like let's look at attributes and not football and. One of those guys dominated the SEC. Can you imagine one if of Tyree guys,
1: Wilson was playing on the
0: same defensive line as Jalen Carter and uh, Jordan Davis? Why I, I I'm indifferent on it. I think I could talk myself into both. I don't think Tyree Wilson's going to be drafted below Nolan Smith, but I, 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 it wouldn't bother me either way. Is, can I say that I'm impartial to it? I'm numb to it as it's long as just it boring comes I mean, in the form gonna... of a trade. It's not boring <laughs> as long as it comes in the form of a trade now. Tyree Wilson had seven sacks in the Big 12. That's not good enough. Now we we've talked in depth with his agent Eric Burkhart, and he is adamant. Of course he is. He's the best player in the draft. And I, the Cardinals don't have enough big men on defense. They lost J.J. Watt's Zach Allen. Tyree Wilson is the guy who's going to be the first one walking off the bus for this franchise, especially on defense. Right? He's a huge mountain of a human being. But when you put the pads on, is he's they're going to run a four three defense under Jonathan Gannon. Can he line up and eventually become one of the best defensive ends in the NFL? Because if you take him third overall, that's what you need him to be. You need him to be a top five pass rusher. It's not good enough that maybe he has one double-digit sack season and he's just kind of middling seven, eight sacks. And You know what we're all going to do? We're going to point and say, oh, yeah, why is he only – get this kind of production and the rest of us are going to say because he had seven sacks at texas tech <laughs> and then somebody else who had multiple double digit sack seasons at the collegiate level sometimes that translates so i'm with you and i think it kind of harnesses this entire point there's no sure thing at pick three will anderson jr is the closest sure thing you have player in person and if he's gone and you can't trade down it's a it's a it's a great time to dabble on bet Maybe you can get some big-time plus money on who's going to be the third overall pick. Uh, That's all I'm saying. What else I'm saying, check out our friends at BetMGM Sportsbook, the great Lawn at State Farm Stadium. Hello. We've talked about it. We're going to continue to talk about it. We're so fired up, so much so we're going to provide you this bonus code, PHNX, for the BetMGM app. There's a few different ways you can dabble. With BetMGM, but specifically for our AZ Arizona audience, you're going to get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager on BetMGM. Super simple. Here's how it works. Do it ahead of tonight's matchup Phoenix Suns. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up with bonus code PHNX. Place a pregame Moneyline wager in the amount of at least $10 on any market at standard odds price. You're going to get $10 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Just make sure, use that bonus code, PHNX, when you sign up. Plus, join us, BetMGM, at State Farm Stadium for all Suns playoff games coming up. And I have to travel to Los Angeles to play these fraudulent clippers, taking the game (laughs) with our crew here at PHNX. Our Suns watch parties presented by Neutral, feature food and drink specials, giveaways. Check out this t-shirt. I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the giveaways here in the coming weeks. BetMGM deposit matches. Join us. Grab your free ticket in the show notes. Check out the show notes for the full details and breakdowns. Now you get to listen to my good friend Shane Diefenbach talk about the disclaimer.
1: Officially unlock the specials that you're going to be seeing a week from Thursday at Four Peaks. We've got some incredible deals. You've got to join us for our PHNX Cardinals, PHNX Sports, Four Peaks Draft Party. That's going down. Join us for beer specials. Here's your beer specials. How about a $3 Redbird Lager? That means they're picking third overall. You're getting a $3 beer. Three's the magic number. You, if you want to upgrade, you can get some $5 Redbird Lager pitcher so three dollar pints, five dollar pitchers. That sounds like a deal to me. If you team up with some friends and have how many drive you home, get in on it. Uh, also, you've got uh, the usual PHNX specials: three dollars kilts, wow pints, the number one wheat beer in the state of Arizona. Don't miss out on that. Uh, make sure you're following, of course, on social at Four Peaks Brew for all the latest on arizona's premier craft brewery but it's the best place to take in the nfl draft is next thursday april 27th four peaks h Street pub register for free we got the link coming up for you you can link it and it's actually in the show notes get the advantage of these beer specials hang out with johnny myself the entire PHX crew come up to us wearing actually one of your PHX locker shirts and we're going to give you a beer right for free you don't have to pay three dollars you don't have to pay five dollars you Just get one for free, wearing some PHNX swag like I'm wearing the Bird Gang uh, t-shirt. You can get it for yourself, phnxlocker.com. you got to be 21 years or older. Better enjoy it responsibly uh, over at Four Peaks. Cannot wait. Nine days away, Johnny Venerable.
0: I'm more excited in a lot of ways to party with all of you than whoever's going to be the pick. I'm kind of numb to that at this point. I'm numb to the uniform talk that we're going to get into here in a little bit. But I am not numb. I am anxious. I can barely sleep to party with all of you, PHNX Cardinals, that have made this such a beneficial year for PHNX and PHNX Cardinals. We're so fired up, so much so. We're going to do a stick and pick mock draft right now. Here are the rules. Bo and I have done mock drafts each of the last, what, two or three Thursdays, or excuse me, Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. This one, though, we are sticking with the theme, not allowing ourselves to trade down we're gonna use our friends at the PFF mock draft simulator. Give me just the hottest of hot minutes while I share my screen. We head on over to Pro Football Focus. Just bringing it up right now. Oh, I there am. we go. All right, all seven, seven rounds. rounds. Cardinals, third overall. Let's do it, Bo Brock. What are we thinking on the clock here? Carolina Panthers again, no trades. We're not allowed to trade. Trading is bad. Okay. <laughs> I think this is an easy decision here, Bo Brock.
1: So, Will Anderson is on the board. He survives here. So, stick and pick. We went through a couple of the options. You look at who the athletes are it went Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. You've got Jalen Carter. We gave our reasons why, you know, the prospect on the field obviously would be the selection for the Cardinals, but the off the field issues take him off the board. Will Anderson Jr., Will Levis, Barf, Anthony Richardson. If we could (laughs) trade down, probably would take a haul for somebody that trade up. You got Tyree Wilson, who we just talked in depth about, Devin Witherspoon. I think below there, you got Christian Gonzalez. So you've got a pretty solid. Group of players to pick from in this scenario, Johnny, Will Anderson Jr. is there. We've said it. It's an easy pick. Don't overthink it. Just take him,
0: right? It is an easy pick. I just want to quickly highlight. It's funny, PFF, they're not down on Christian Gonzalez, but they clearly have Devin Witherspoon as the, I don't know, the the quintessential top corner in this draft, and even more so, like, it's crazy that an, an Illinois defensive back is basically the 7th overall player and the 3rd non quarterback in this draft. That that's crazy to me. I don't he's, know if the Cardinals feel really that talented. way. He's a, yeah.
1: he's really talented. I mean just his instincts, uh, you know, his physicality, his versatility, uh a lot of NFL teams love what he brings to the table even though Christian Gonzalez is just an absolute freak and, and has the size and athleticism that people covet. Um yeah, he, he's, you know, Daniel Jeremiah's got uh, Witherspoon is his top guy. ESPN had decided that he's a bigger prospect. So Devon Witherspoon, uh, I think, is your consensus top corner. Uh, but sometimes teams, especially in rebuilds, probably looking at projectables instead of just like what caliber of player you are today.
0: Um, Witherspoon, there's a there's a lot to like. But uh, I, think- I know the Cardinals like Christian Gonzalez's size more. Yeah. But is he a better is Christian Gonzalez a better football player than Devin Witherspoon? That that remains to be seen. I I would say who has the better tape. I mean, you can make a serious argument for the kid out of Champaign, Illinois. But for the sake of this mock draft, Bo Brock, we don't have to ask those questions. Because we get the number one defensive player in this draft off the field, on the field, third overall. Before we get to this pick here, Bo Brock, if you if this is the scenario Cardinal fans face and they take Will Anderson Jr. and they can't trade down, you think it, it it's Met with applause. You think, even though they don't come away with extra picks, fans are going to be excited?
1: Yeah, I think that that is really the only option that's not going to have be a polarizing pick. It's polarizing, right? I mean, I think yeah. that you know a lot of people would would have wanted a trade down and and maybe taken you know the best offer, even if it wasn't what Monty Osford envisioned when he took this job and when he started to kind of put together you know what their draft strategy was going to be. Uh, but yeah, I think that. If you were to take one player, third overall stick and pick, and not have a fan base meltdown, Will Anderson Jr. is that.
0: We do love to meltdown. I'm melting down here. I'm not seeing my interior offensive lineman that I would have hoped, but Bo Brock, the stud defensive tackle, Mazi Smith out of Michigan, put away the TCU tape for a second and look at this guy's production at Michigan. You're telling me this defense doesn't turn the corner? in 2023 with the additions of Smith and Will Anderson Jr. Check out his effort against Ohio State, by the way.
1: Yeah, you got to love it, right, in the rivalry game, him just kind of uh, kind of solidifying and keeping that defensive line where it needs to be against some impressive offensive linemen. When you look at who's the top O-lineman in this draft, you got a pair of, of Ohio State guys, and for him to do work against that talented group, I think it speaks volumes uh, and look, if the, if they take a player like that we know they've talked to, right? Mozzie Smith came in for a top 30 visit. He did. It, it, you, you get Will Anderson Jr. You get a, a interior defensive lineman. Your front seven starting to look a lot better than it did before this draft started. You think that's the pick here? I mean, you got a couple. You got Ojolari out of uh, LSU. I don't know yeah. if you go edge, edge there. Probably a big no-no. Um, I know there's Avila down the board here. At uh, at forty seven, you don't get value according to Pro Football Focus, but we don't give a shit about that. I mean, no. what's the I I I I'd be hard pressed to get away from Avila. I, I like Smith. I think if you
0: stay in the trenches on either side of the ball, this is a this is a slam dunk pick. It you know this is why they want multiple picks in the second round because it's going to set yourself up to be able to get the best player remaining or co best player remaining, but to also get a value player like Avila or Whipler. We know they've met with all three of them. Uh, I, I think, Bo, I'll am i put my vote like I, I think Mozzie Smith is a firm first round pick. And if you can get him at pick 33, now you've got two anchors to, to build with Jonathan Gannon. You're rewarding Jonathan Gannon, who basically took a shot on this franchise and vice versa. Hey, Jonathan, thanks for coming here. How about yeah. Will Anderson, Anderson Jr. and Mozzie Smith? We're going to figure out the offensive line. We're not going to but we're spending our picks on premium positions, defensive tackle, edge rusher. We're not ignoring the offensive line. But we're not forcing picks, and it's like they've been saying they can't fill every need this off season. So, you tell me what you want to do. ain't Mozzie Smith. Is All right.
1: Easy yeah, in the choice. chat, going crazy. They want Cancy out of uh, out of pit. He's off the board, folks. He's not He's, there. He's actually. I think they got went. him we got, some,
0: we got some time here. He went twentieth overall, unfortunately, yeah. to the Seattle Seahawks in the division.
1: Let's pull the trigger on the big man out of Michigan. Let's start to work on that front seven, that defensive front seven. I think that at this point. Anderson Jr., Smith, Monty Austin Fort getting high grades in his in his first draft. You're
0: just it's meat and potatoes. And look, look, you have set yourself up now. You didn't overdraft Whipler or I, I would have taken Avelia. I had no problem taking Avelia at pick 34. But boy, mm-hmm. I mean this this is an easy decision, in my opinion, right yeah. now. You you have an opportunity and get your center of the future. You you talk about this is right now turning out to be best case scenario if they can't trade down the way this draft is unfolding.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you see a couple of guys on this, like Garrett Williams, they've they've talked to, they brought in, right? Uh, you've yeah. got one of the top running backs out of UCLA on the board. Uh, Andre Carter the second, a pass rusher, but I, I think that this is easy. This decision's made for you. Uh, Tony Pauline of Pro Football Network saying that the Cardinals, he believes he's going to be a Cardinal when this is all said like and done. definitive
0: said, he's going right. to be drafted by Monty Ford. So in,
1: in, in the chat is speaking, Trinnell, Hanshot first. They're just saying, make the pick. Let's go, Whipler. Pick and spreads. Hello, Whipler. Hello, and he Whippler, is Now an Arizona Cardinal. So three picks down, and you've got two on the defensive front, and you got one on the offensive front.
0: Trenches, Johnny. Trenches, checked, baby. You've checked three monster boxes with three monster players. So now you can go a little finesse here. Doesn't pick this 90s. pick
1: seem like it's made for you too?
0: Is it with Garrett Williams? What's yeah, Garrett I'm thinking Williams Garrett size? Williams, the corner out of Syracuse. His size. What's I can never remember who's tiny and who's not. So he's average size. He's 5'10. Uh he's uncoachable though. Uh what Williams has is unco what is uncoachable, excuse me. He's a top five corner in a class on mirroring ability alone. The rest is a work in progress. Where he wins is his feet. Uh li- listen, uh Notre Dame, respectable grade. Louisville, real program, respectable grade, Virginia. Uh, that that was a fun game in the dome in Syracuse. I have no problem with this pick. My my only concern is, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna take a running back, I, I think this is the place oh to Johnny. It. I think this is, this is where you could get cute here. Tank this. Listen, we know they've met with Kendra Miller, and so here I'm not I'm not saying we're gonna take him right now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna point out something. Pick 95 couldn't end up being the Arizona Cardinals. Why DeAndre Hopkins? Cardinals could have back-to-back picks, 95, 96, Bo. I think one of those two could be a running back. Not in this mock draft, Bo, but maybe. I mean, Hopkins out there saying he wants to play for the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs, 91, 95, to go along with 96. I need it. I need it today. You you didn't take a corner in the first round. You didn't take one in the second round. I like Marco Wilson. They signed a bunch of corners. They signed a bunch of corners? Some special teamers. They
1: signed Rashad Fenton from the Kansas City Chiefs and had a cup of coffee with the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, league Garrett Williams and league him in an Arizona Cardinals uniform. Right. Do it right, right now. Can we
0: can we write a message to PFF 2 that like poor Tanner McKee? Not get, <laughs> he's not getting the drafted Cardinals by have anybody. interest in Tanner McKee. I've seen. I think ah, Ryan I of the, of the draft never for my lunch when I saw that. All right, I'm pulling an audible here. Okay, because you know I don't love Nathaniel Dell because he's tiny. Right. Um, this is tempting right here. Chandler has been mocked to us from uh, NC state, mm-hmm. North Carolina state, but that's also um, Steve Kimes alma mater. So I'm not sure if that's good juju or not. I'm dabbling on a back. And if, Ke- if Kendra's here, this is the player I want. I-, I think you can splurge. You've gone premium position, premium position, premium position, edge rusher, defensive tackle center corner. I, I think you can, you can make a splash pick. Are you okay with this pick?
1: I'm, I'm still a little bit reluctant. I, I think, you know, that's, wow, it's fun. To the- it's fun. I'll give you that's fun. But this we draft has enough. turned into a lunch pail business type. Oh, like just get the, like improve the trenches, improve the defense, offensive line, like the no frills. And and we want to kind of spice things up with a running back. Uh, Man. I mean, the kid out of NC was- State. To, to get whipler at, at center and then to potentially get a starting guard of the future. And you want to go right, running ask back. The,
0: ask the chat. We're going to pick either Kendra Miller or the kid, the guard out of North Carolina state. I know what the chart says, but I'm all about having fun, baby. Get a couple cocktails right. pull, in me.
1: Pull the trigger. Let's go. Kendra Miller. From Thank TCU. you. Looks good. He's working out. He's met with the Cardinals.
0: Four, pick 105. Come on now. We can splurge a little bit. It's like you've been putting money in your <laughs> 401k, your savings account. Sound my, you know, go out. sound like my wife racking up our credit. Go out. And, yeah. Go to Home Goods. Go to Target. <laughs> spend some money, right? You're allowed to do that once in a while. Have a little bit of fun. We need some fun here. The, by the stick. way, the
1: chat, I know you can't see it right now because you're screen sharing. It's, it furious? was kind of split. It was it was split for the most part between mm-hmm. the guard of NC State and Miller. We went okay. with Miller. Back on the clock again is his pick 148. 168.
0: Yeah, this is All the right. fifth round. This is the the second pick of the or third pick of the fifth round, Bo Brock.
1: All right. What do we got? Offensive line, defensive line, edge. Wanna, I think you
0: can look at. I don't think listen, the situation with Buda Baker and Isaiah oh. Simmons.
1: You're gonna go, you're gonna start scaring the folks out there.
0: No, I'm not scared. <laughs> listen to me. Anthony Johnson Jr., okay. Elite tape. Look what he did against TCU. Look what he did against Kansas State. Real programs. Kansas State. I mean, hot damn! One of the hottest teams in college football. Put up an 85 grade. What do you that, like about his size? What's his size? What's, well, what's, what's I, don't his, his, I don't think he's undersized. I think he's average height. Why do people? Like,
1: why is why is the guy every mock draft here and available? If you do the PFF mock draft simulator,
0: I think people don't value safeties, and I think and what's, this what's is he going to do? Gonna I mean,
1: he's going to probably play teams his first year. You you don't think that you could sneak somebody who's going to play snaps at this? You know, in twenty twenty three, in this I, spot, I, I, I know you are taking. I am lo- not I know this is like lottery pick.
0: Time, i'm not but... drafting for need in the fifth round i'm i'm drafting B, bpa <laughs> pick and
1: spreads just saying, answering my question because he's bad both that's why pick and Cause... spreads not a big anthony johnson jr fan right,
0: well what do else what are there are there players you guys like you want me to go look and see if they're available you want to double down on a defensive lineman I'd no look problem. at which guards
1: are available we, we okay. haven't taken a guard in this draft we took a center
0: I I would say that that ship might have sailed here. Yeah, I, I don't think see these anybody are all I like here. We already guys. took
1: care of the center
0: position. I mean, PFF's rankings. This that we should point this out are not the end. Any tackles available? Maybe we can
1: just take a tackle.
0: Yeah, no. Nah, McFadden's fine, but this is about I I'm I'm looking at value picks. We've taken Trice in a previous mock draft. I have no problem I'll add to the cornerback room um we're not gonna take a tight end here is there a, is there a wide receiver that's gonna spark anybody's interest so we go look at some size at the position bow
1: i don't mind that
0: so Jalen marino cropper i think he is over six foot if i can remember yeah um, i'm just
1: not none of these guys just no nah, he's about six. Value, foot. yeah pass these All are right, doing let's, for let's it. let's get back to to
0: i don't know I, I just is anybody in love with any of these players
1: People are saying, is it Mafi?
0: Where's he at? What position? This kid from Sacramento State? Mapu? This is bad podcasting. Let's make no, it deci- okay. um, How it's about right. this right here? What do you think of this right here? <laughs> you, want the, hate- you want DTR? Hate- are we in this sixth round? Here? Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, you don't take DTR right here. Look at this shit. Don't show... <laughs> producer shane that's anthony totri burn his eyes out <laughs> 90 against uh, i remember that game what did he uh, do against was, u
1: of a did he, he lost that, that, that game how did he play against usc through 11 okay. picks oh okay, look bro. dtr you want to pull the trigger on dtr I, I just don't think it's going to be a valuable pick but look we've reached a point in the draft I'm where we're grasping okay i'm doing johnny's it. also I, reached the point where he's just going to make his decision <laughs> <in, in his laughs> we've we spent
0: way too much time on that pick <laughs> look look who's still there Look who's still there. at The top right, six round.
1: He can play Man. some teams. Anthony DTR Johnson Jr.
0: You, I. People are going to freak out if they take a quarterback on day three. They're going to take a quarterback on day three, especially if right. they trade down and get more picks. I'm trying to prepare everybody.
1: It's the last pick we have here.
0: Maybe, I don't mind maybe this pick at, right here or this one.
1: Yeah, I like Slade. He's got some good size at
0: the uh, wide receiver or at the defensive line position. I like the the defensive linemen on the on the team. Not sure if you guys know this aren't very good. And so right. the Cardinals draft you more than them. Just want to flood it. Yeah, I I think this is the play. I think you take a big 10 power five defensive lineman. You say, "Okay, can he become a rotational guy?" And you got to pick third... 36 pick 36 at in the sixth round like that's that's good value so I, can you I look at what just do me oh okay never mind i i'm sorry i, I got <laughs> Are it you though i'm so i'm sorry the mock draft the stick and pick mock draft what were Johnny you hoping to find
1: the defensive lineman out of the uh out of michigan state he's he took sparty and played is, is now pretty well.
0: an arizona cardinal you think this is going to grade out I well DTR is not going to grade well because they don't value him as much as their their boy McKee. But I think everything else, you know, we got the safety, a plus. Look, oh, that's these are my two picks right here. They weren't they weren't into those. Will Anderson Jr. A plus, Mozzie Smith A, Whipler A, Garrett Williams A plus, Kendra Miller C plus. That's fine. DTR
1: favor and save that. Download that pick and we'll we'll tweet it out at phnx underscore Cardinals.
0: I sure can. Yeah. I'll go. stop sharing and I'll download it. I don't need you guys <laughs> looking at my download history if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. That was fun. I had a good time doing that. Did you guys have fun?
1: Yeah, you know what? I actually think I don't know if it's just because we're becoming mock draft vets here during the 2023 season, but we are I, I think that our stick and pick draft is actually one of more our more impressive drafts that we've had.
0: We had some people follow us there. I mean that we that could have been ugly. It had Will Anderson yeah. Jr gone second overall and we're not able to trade down. I know we could have there were options to trade down because of our rules. We have a lot of um you know what's the word I'm looking for? Integrity. We had the integrity to stick and pick there. Had Will Anderson Jr. not been there, what what would have been your pick, Devin Witherspoon probably? No, I mean we
1: we I think you and I said Christian Gonzalez just because, you know, I, I think that we feel pretty confident what we're hearing and that you know, the Cardinals like his length a little bit. And do, they like the size. They they don't need Devin Witherspoon, like some teams would view him as just put him, you know, stick and pick and, and put him immediately in the, in the starting lineup and, and be, you know, Sauce Gardner or be, you know, C B one. I think Christian Gonzalez that won't have that expectation that they they're this is a long play and and they think that
0: he could be the better prospect of the two just because of the projectables. Uh, Arizona animal, the running back pick should have been an F minus. Hold on a second. And I feel like, first of all, go watch this Fiesta bowl. He was fantastic. Although PFF had Mozzie Smith's Fiesta bowl really good too. I'll have to go back and watch the tape. All I know is TCU did whatever they wanted up front. And that kid had a a huge run to start the game. Um, They're going to take it back at some point. Like it's funny. And we're going to transition to this conversation. when We talk about the uniforms. Cardinals don't have very many marketable star players. Like, the players they have are either their career or their future with the team is in flux. Guys like Buda Baker, right, right now, Isaiah Simmons. And then the guys that they've acquired are older. James Conner, Zach Ertz, they're getting rid of D-Hop, right? Hollywood Brown's in a contract year. Like, they don't have a ton of... So they, like, Kendra Miller, if he's good, immediately becomes a star player for this team. Immediately becomes a, a, a cornerstone player that you could say in 2024, you're our, it's even said it on PFF, you're our benchmark player. Johnny slams running back picks like he slams <laughs> pre Suns. If the Cardinals, with this running back class, which is, I would say, as deep as we've seen it since the Chubb year, when all those guys went on day two and day three, mm-hmm. if the Cardinals don't at least take a back, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be so pissed off because I think you could give up a late third, early fourth for a re- running back, and you can get immediate return. I don't want to pick thirty four. I'm with you. I, I've I've talked myself out of Jamir Jamir Gibbs at thirty four. I think that'd be a mistake. But yeah. anywhere else, go ahead, go nuts.
1: I mean, yeah. And you've got James Conner, and then who else do you have? You got Corey Clement. You got uh, Keontae Ingram. Who, yeah. You know, as much as we we wanted him to turn into something, old regime it,
0: pick. Just huh? He's an old regime pick. Yeah, he was.
1: Oh, you don't have anybody on your roster right now that you feel comfortable with beyond James Conner. I, you know, it really does seem, and they're doing their homework on running backs, right? The kid from Pitt, uh, this kid from TCU. So they've talked to, to running backs, just like offensive linemen. And it seems like all signs are pointing to them taking uh, a running back a well, tackle. They, they
0: value running backs. The Cleveland, Tennessee, Philadelphia. I mean, these places value taking backs not high, but in the middle rounds. And then mm-hmm. extending those guys. Chubb got a new deal. Derrick Henry got a new deal. Um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, though, that if they don't get a back, I think they're going to take one. But if they don't get a, a like a signature back that they feel like could really help James Conner this year, Kareem Hunt. Is Miles Sanders? He, he signed with somebody. But Carolina. Kareem Hunt. Um, is still available. I think they could play in that space, too. So uh, a space I'm going to play in every day, all day. Circle K, baby. So excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. I was just at Circle K last night. Sun had flag football practice. We stopped off there. Safe, convenient. Got him a Gatorade. Picked up some goodies. Came home. I'm gearing up, baby, for Suns basketball tonight. I'm doing it with my friends at Circle K. I got to stay out. You know, these games can get pretty late. Cool off with some iced coffee, a little caffeine, 12 packs of premium beer at not a premium price. Hello, four peaks, monster energy drinks, Red Bull. It's your premier one stop shop for everything you need at a convenient place and not a convenience, inconvenience for your wallet. So, all you got to do, make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff Circle K has to offer. Head to circlek.com slash store locator to find the nearest circle k to you everybody's like johnny you don't really hang out at circle k uh next time i'm in there i'm gonna take a selfie of myself and all the people are gonna be like, get, me, get me out of this photo i'm at circle k almost every day i love it i trust the people there i trust the convenience you should too check them out circle k
1: you're like uh jay and silent bob at circle k you're just outside right. loitering <laughs> Sir, oh, please. Leave. We've asked you several t- several times. <laughs> you're please dancing. Say. You're you're freestyling outside yeah. of, and just saying vulgar things like Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, you know, you mentioned the Suns game tonight, and yep. Scott Foster is the referee. Chris Paul and his team are ideal. what? Oh, fourteen. Is that the right number, Emma? Who produces o- PHNX Suns? Yeah, 0
0: fourteen. Yeah. And then what? Scott Foster also tweeted at Chris <laughs> well, Paul. That's yeah. not a real. Yeah. <laughs> no, he literally. Scott Foster tweeted. Hey, at CP3. Good luck tonight. Let the best. That's not a real account. That has to be fake. That's fake, right? With the
1: new verification thing, there's no way it's real.
0: It's. uh, Let me cross check, but 100%. Well, I no, (laughs) I.
1: But regardless, what I'm getting to, anytime Scott Foster is is reffing a game with with CP3, you're never comfortable. Here's how you can get comfortable: go to our friends over at More Furniture, get yourself a couch, get yourself maybe a lounge chair. Get your your living room, your dining room, your bedroom dialed in. You'll live a more comfortable life, even though Scott Foster's out there ruining us and making us uncomfortable as Suns fans. Yeah. Go to More Furniture. Take advantage uh, of their custom order furniture. Take advantage of their white glove delivery, where they're going to deliver it for you, unpack it, get rid of the packaging, and set it up exactly where you want it. White glove delivery, unbelievable. And they're already gearing up for the Memorial Day sale. We're a month out, and they're already gearing up. Up to 50% off. Now, you can actually shop on their website, morefurniture.com, Memorial Day deals. Check it out, morefurniture.com. Save big on the best furniture in the Valley with more furniture.
0: Uh, so before we talk about the uniforms, we got to talk about this uh, situation with Dalvin Cook, which is just, I, we keep getting tagged in it. And like, you know, respectively, like I don't even know what to say or make of it <laughs> other than who's putting this out here on Instagram, Bo? Chris Boyd? Who's Chris Boyd?
1: Well, I, I have to inform you, he's a new cornerback for the Arizona Cardinals. He's a oh, okay. Teamer. Welcome,
0: friend. Welcome. <laughs> he's on the team now. Hey, Chris Boyd. And the, he used to play for the Minnesota Who the hell Vikings. is this he guy? He did, right? <laughs> this offseason is seemingly never-ending. I, uh, uh, We tried. Bo, Bo is a little bit more... Uh, <sighs> let's say read up on the new players, as you saw in our 62nd where he named literally every player because he has no life. But I, I don't remember Chris Boyd signing with this team, but he is a real NFL player. Okay. And he's on the team and he's a special teamer. See, I told you we had a bunch of corners during the mock draft. And you're like, we don't have any corners. So now you're talking out both sides of your mouth, but all right. So he's on the team. He used to play with Dalvin cook. So why is he on Instagram courting Dalvin cook here? I don't, I don't understand you what's You just happening. answered
1: your own question. He used to play with Dalvin Cook. Uh, can we put the, the, the graphic back up? I'm tired of watching Johnny in his embarrassed face that he didn't know who the Arizona Cardinals player was. Uh, for our podcast listeners, it's a picture of Kevin Hart kind of putting up his hands like, hey, don't blame me. Dal- at Dalvin Cook, at AZ Cardinals, thinking face emoji three times, and then the uh, text saying, I'm just saying, let me mind my business. This tea good as hell. And then he's got the emoji eyes, and then he's got the Kermit or the frog drinking the 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 tea or the coffee. So yeah. Chris Boyd just, I think, stirring things up, right?
0: Yeah, just stirring things that- up. but he
1: has he he knows Dalvin, right? He's yeah. coming from Minnesota, where he was beloved. I think you're going to like him as well. I hope you get to know him enough to to recognize him as as a player on this roster. I remember
0: him now. I was just kidding. <laughs> he. He had, he's that vocal special teamer that gets after people. Um, I know the, the player. I don't I didn't remember his name. i gonna be honest with you. But I also if I ever met him, I would say, hey, Chris, they're paying James Conner 10 million. They would not like to do that. And Dalvin Cook has a robust salary that the Vikings would also not like to pay. And he also plays running back. And we've got our snarky people in the comments coming after me saying, don't take a running back in the fourth. But then everybody's like, do you see this about Dalvin cook? Dalvin cooks like a fucking hundred years old in running back years. And he's expensive. You know, come on now let's add up our math a little bit here. Dalvin cook and James Conner with a, what a $25 million cap hit, not a good setup for a right. team that, you know, is in eh, a rebuild year. I don't know. I don't get it, but yeah, it, it's shooting it's, shot at his buddy. it's
1: usually not in the best interest of a rebuilding <laughs> team to, yeah. <laughs> to lock in on a running back whose, whose deal expires in 2025 yeah. And, yeah. and to pay that much money.
0: <laughs> Josh,
1: Josh in the chat saying Johnny doing the, the uniform reveal. What the hey, fuck listen, these
0: guys, I'm not the only person that's going to be doing that. <laughs> hey, what's, hey, who are you? What do you do here? Oh, I play guard <laughs> for the Cardinals now. Oh, okay, cool. Some guy named Jonathan Gannon says. <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest with you. That, some of these players that they've signed, you've talked about this, aren't going to make it through camp. They're not going to be on the right. 53-man roster. So I'm just – you know, it's like the money ball approach. I'm not going to fall in love with them, fall in like. And if they make the team awesome, if they don't, I'm not attached. That's the only reason I didn't know who Chris Boyd was.
1: Yeah. He? Dalvin Cook, he, he's, his cap hit 14 mil this year, 15 mil the next, 13.5. I mean, it, as much as Chris Boyd is trying to talk – you know. Dalvin Cook's still a good player, but we know as far as where teams around the league and they value the running back position. Yeah, like you would probably you would be not probably you would be better served to take a running back like Kendry Miller in the fourth or fifth round, than go and spend money on a guy like Dalvin. It's we as interesting as it would be, and I love Chris Boyd coming right out. Uh, when, you know, people who cover the team don't even know who he is and he's just already stirring the pot. <laughs>
0: I've, been a, I've been a huge Chris boy fan for years. Uh, I think when the signature moves in the off season, uh, don't be smart ass. super chats, uh, are fantastic. Eric Smith, $2, uh, back from our earlier conversation, Paris Johnson from the Ohio state university, hundred percent agree. Bo, uh, I'm not even sure if Bo knows who Paris Johnson is, but he's not a fan <laughs> of him at pick three. I am. I'd be fine with that pick. He's got I dancer's
1: his- feet. It's very impressive. He's got skill position player feet
0: let's at check, the tackle position. Let's check some boxes on Paris Johnson Jr. Okay. size check, feet check, pedigree big, you know, big time university check, tape check. What more? Go, do you whoa, need whoa. To see? Go go watch his
1: tape against, like, Lucas Van Ness, a guy who's going to be in okay. the top 15. Go in his check draft. his tape. Go check his it's tape. It's like a man it... amongst boys. Van Ness absolutely just destroys him. Just pushes him around.
0: Okay. Well, we all have that one vice. You know, That, that <laughs> Lucas Van Ness it does that to a lot of people. Go look at this. CJ Strahd had a tremendous, you know, semifinal game in part because of Paris Johnson Jr.
1: Joel in the with a 4.99 super chat. He was uh, checking it earlier, so this was from our conversation way earlier. I apologize, Joel, for get, getting getting this late. But uh, Nolan Smith compasses on Reddick. We love Reddick and how good he was under JG. Don't understand the dismissal. It, it, I think that if Jonathan, obviously, you have more tape about who Hassan Reddick is at the professional level, at the NFL level. He, he produced in his final year for the Cardinals, 12 and a half sacks. Then he went to Carolina, he produced there, and then he got the bag from Philadelphia. And he had a track record where I think, you know, it, it, just because Hassan Reddick was kind of the exception and, and kind of undersided his position, but to to be able to thrive at the NFL level there, doesn't mean that every single guy that... Uh, you know, has a comp to him. He's going to be the same player at the at, at the NFL level. I just don't. I think that he's he San's the the exception to it, and it took him yes. a while to find his way. Albeit because the Arizona Cardinals fumbled his development. But I, I just, I, you can't just say every guy that's a little bit undersized at at the edge position that's athletic is going to be the next Son Reddick.
0: Uh, and also, people don't really bring this up enough. Son Reddick got edge snaps as a rookie because they didn't have yeah. room for him to play inside backer so they tried him on the edge as a rookie it was kind of a half-half attempt and then they made his full transition the next offseason so it's, it wasn't like he was at camp like Tyron Matthew circa 2013 training camp just lighting people up and it was we got to get this guy on the field to, to Bo's point it took time plus the son Reddick was the 13th pick in the draft and i know he went to yeah. a much smaller university yeah and i like, would feel much more co- i would i would i, was just I would about to say yeah nolan smith him, in the nolan, teens for sure uh, the 11 where the third overall pick should not have quite do you like, mark, do you like
1: when, when I said Tyree Wilson and Nolan Smith, what about what about a guy like Lucas Van Ness compared to Nolan Smith?
0: I don't know. I think it's I think all those guys are in the same category. How about that? Whether I they're not Will Anderson to me, and they're in that next tier, and I will a hundred percent delegate to Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin Ford. And I would say if your scheme is built better for this player and you think this player can come in and it's immediate plug-and-play production, which is what we need, go do that. I think Will Anderson transcends scheme. I don't know. Like Nolan Smith can't play defensive end. I don't think. I think he's got to stand up, whereas Tyree Wilson is better suited with his hand on the ground. Lucas Van Ness, better suited with his hand on the ground. Yeah. So that that's probably above, above my pay grade, but I I would be 100% fine with 11, 9 even. If it comes with a 2024 one and a two, then you can say, "Well, shit, we can double down. We get the pass rusher next year or, or later in this draft." If you take one of those guys, you take Tyree Wilson third overall. Like that's you're going all in on that guy becoming an, an ass kicker, Pro Bowler, and that's a lot to ask for with a guy that's got a foot, with a guy that's got limited production, and you're going strictly off of projecting next level. Well, his tape wasn't. You know, as good as some others. He's not Will Anderson with the accolades, but we're projecting. I, I think you get a big fat parachute if you're Austin Ford for whomever they take at pass rush or otherwise, if it comes with a bounty of picks, because then you're just you're shooting out lottery tickets. You don't get the picks with three, and you're taking somebody like Tyree Wilson or Nolan Smith, you're that's a big, big gamble. And I don't I don't think they want to play in that space. I know they don't.
1: Yeah. Trinnell saying, don't sleep on Miles Murphy. Another edge prospect at a Clemson. Jean-Paul Edwards de Dios saying, Luke Van Ness doesn't have bend. He's a one-trick pony. He's a power Taking rusher. Spreads. He's a power rusher. The, the Hawkeye says Van Ness, but Nolan Smith offers you a higher ceiling as a pass edge rusher.
0: I know I like, lost a bunch of games like six to nine. So yeah, he I, I'm sure Lucas Van Ness played a part in that. Iowa's offense was historically bad, and they were much more competitive. Uh, yeah, our Katelyn guy, Brian. Clark
1: scored more points in the NCAA tournament than the yes. Iowa Hawkeye football team, it yeah. all season long. Yeah, that's Kurt an Murray. unreal
0: stat. I get his staff off his son off the staff. Uh, Brian, uh, our guy, two dollar super chat. Brian, hopefully, he's coming to the draft party. Uh, sure, he wasn't complaining about the food that being da- uh, Dalvin Cook versus Cook in his uh, Insta story <laughs> for Chris Boyd, our boy. Uh, I you know, sounds like breakfast is free now. Um, speaking of free. Um, if you've got season tickets, you get to go to this event Thursday night for free with the Arizona Cardinals. It's an evening with Jonathan Gannon. What are they calling it? Just a, a introductory get-together six yeah, to eight. Yeah, it's, it's a 2023
1: season preview uh, with Gannon. Players are going to be there for some reason. Big Red, the mascot's going to be there. Uh, but it's just an evening. Nothing, nothing to do with anything else beyond that. Chris Boyd gonna be there. Is he gonna beat my ass
0: when I when I see him?
1: <laughs> Do you he know why you am and now? I are going to be there. We we did get uh, the media is is going to be able to cover this event. We're excited about it. So we're just gonna haul our asses down the street and um, watch Johnny
0: get uh, <laughs> verbally a, abused by Chris Boyd. Here's our plan for Thursday. Okay, so the uniforms are being debuted Thursday, mm-hmm. I, a, April twentieth. We think they're going to be debuted between six to eight. They could come out sooner. We are going to do a regular show at 4 p.m. If we have the uniforms, we're going to talk about them. Then regardless, we're going to go to the event. If the, if they're being showcased at the event, we'll be at the event with producer Shane. We're going to get a ton of content. Find it all at PHNX underscore Cardinals as much as they allow us to do. Then we're going to come back and we're going to do another show. And that will be the definitive show. We break it, break it all down. Now, there have been a bunch of hot button rumors about what these uniforms look like. If I if I could sit here and tell you I know definitively what they look like, I would tell you. Other people, our boy Kyle Odegaard, you know he knows what they know what they look like, but he's being tongue in cheek. <laughs> um, Oklahoma Red, Oklahoma scheme, aesthetic, maybe a little bit. I can't confirm or deny that. I thought you said um, Ohio
1: State. Didn't, didn't Ohio State. Out Ohio I'm State? sorry.
0: Ohio State. Um so I if I knew what they look like, I would tell everybody. I don't have nothing to hide, but I don't, all I know is the helmet is going to be a similar aesthetic to the black helmet. So the white helmet's going to have some silver speckles, maybe a silver face mask. A little pizzazz. Yeah. A couple different pieces of information I got over the last 24 to 48 hours is that there's momentum with no more piping down the side, which I would, I would hope to God, the football gods that if you're lighting these uniforms on fire, From 2023, 2003, the piping would be the first thing to go. Mm. Now, don't don't shoot the messenger on Thursday if they have piping. But I have heard that from probably about three different people that the piping is and the striping. Yeah, uh, I I think that that was just that
1: that was the first thing. You get anybody with any sense, and I'm not pretending to have any. You're not, but any fashion sense, they're they're just just immediately pulling that off, uh, taking it out and throwing it in the trash. and and emptying the recycle bin on their computer because they don't want it coming back
0: uh bucky bird the video screams copper i don't know if i'd read too much into the video yeah i think that that's just
1: coming from the case like pulp fiction style
0: i think i'm gonna give you my guess right now i think it's gonna be dominant with red i think they're gonna stick with like over bo's right shoulder his left shoulder but our right like i you're looking at our, our guy at the grand Canyon. Oh, I, 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 I think that we're going to see Lomax. Something. Yeah. I think with Neil, I think we're going to see something similar with that Jersey. I I'm not, I don't have that source. That's just my gut. I think the Jersey is the dominant color. It's not going to be this bullshit of red and white. Like we have now. And it doesn't look right. I think it's going to be like Cardinal red. That's the Jersey. And then there's going to be some different kind of elements here and there. I know Kyle Odegaard said no state flag, which is disappointing. Maybe just Arizona. Like, the, the Rod Tidwell jersey, you know, and Jerry McGrath, like that's a good looking uniform. You know, Pat Tillman, I, that's a good looking uniform. I, I yep. think they would be best served to go back to that. And I, it sounds to me like that's kind of where we're headed. Yeah, I, I agree
1: with Arizona Animal here. My prediction uniforms won't have any Arizona theme. It just doesn't feel like uh, they're adopting any of the concepts that, that I would. had the state flag involved or reverting back to the old late 90s early 2000 when they even had just the the state flag patch arizona sneaky and good state flag i wish they would embrace it a little bit more.
0: yeah i wish the team would embrace arizona now we wanted to do like desert sand vibes and that that would have been a hard left turn there doesn't sound like they're doing that so i i think you can pay homage to the cardinals greats of the 70s and 80s um and like like neil lomax um you know even like dick Nitrain lane and Mm -hmm. players like that and i think that otis anderson uh, i would try to mix in some of those elements and come full circle and then of course with those hideous uniforms you had the larry and kurt warner and anquan bolden like come full circle and kind of merge them all together in the best take the best elements from these past uniforms put them all together um but i don't the more i hear they're not gonna go outside the box with these these are these are conservative, and it almost feels like they with the state of this franchise and the fan base, like it's a good thing they're conservative. Probably because if if they're out of left field, people are gonna lose their shit.
1: Regardless if you're watching our pre-uniform unveil show or post, good little companion for you for either one of them. Is OG's brands, it's gonna make the uniforms pop. If uh just depending on which gummy uh just Whatever you're looking for from your gummy. You've got it from OG's brands. You got to check them out. All, their full product line is available on their website, OGsbrands.com. You can check it on some of your favorite flavors. How about your orange cream sickle? You've got your blackberries and cream. You got even the AquaBerry Sleep Edition that's going to help you put you to sleep and keep you asleep, which is great for those who struggle. Uh, you got the new also happy balance gummy, the new strawberries and cream. You got the CBD to THC ratio. You gotta love it. Check them out. They're on the shelves of your local dispensary. You got to check out all those products on their socials as well at OG's Brands. Anytime they've got some deals going on, check into that if you're following along at OG's Brands. But check them out in your local dispensary. Find them there, ogsbrands.com for all the product information. Got to be 21 years or older and enjoy them responsibly.
0: Uh yeah, Jetstream Green, one of our friends of uh Frank Sanders. Speaking of Frank Sanders, he rocked the 90s uniform. The best coming out of Auburn. We need another Frank Sanders coming up in this draft. I mentioned earlier, as did Bo, you get a free drink if you come to the draft party, sign up with a rocket of PHNX tea. Easiest way for you to do that. I'm gonna help you save money right now in the best possible sense. Go to gophnx.com. become a diehard for the entire year. You can pick up a free hat and or shirt and Bring the shirt and or hat to the draft party. We're having a great time. In the meantime, before the draft party afterwards, you get access to every article. 90% are free. Then that sweet, sweet 10%. You got to use your die-hard membership plus any events moving forward that do have a cost associated. You get 20% off. You get to yell at Bo and I in the exclusive member Discord. Get access to everything and anything PHNX. Get an awesome little card. I'm so fired up. Check them out. GoPhnx.com, become a diehard, rep your valley team at the PHNX Cardinals draft party. If you need to find that RSVP reservation, we will throw it in the chat. But you can find it at Twitter, at Johnny Venerable, at Bo Brock, at PHNX underscore Cardinals. We're reaching triple digits by uh, the party, you think Bo Brock? Yeah, I think we're
1: gonna be there. Han shop first got it, got the PHNX T today. Can't Hell wait yeah. to see in it on Thursday or a week from Thursday. It's going to be a blast. We're another day closer. Uh we got some things to do in between now and then. Got the uniform unveiled this Thursday. Maybe some trades. I don't know. Are they going to finally trade D-Hop? Are they going to finally trade down? We'll see. Uh if anything happens between now and tomorrow's episode, of course, got to have those alerts set up where you subscribe on YouTube. Uh so you'll know if we go live for an emergency podcast, but Between now and then, have a great time. For Johnny Venerable, producer Emma and myself, Bo Brock, talk to you on Wednesday on PHNX Cardinals. See you later.